In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Leslie Newlander was living a quiet family life in Syracuse, New York. She was involved with various charities in her community and was known for her kindness and compassion. However, on the morning September 17th, 2012, she was found dead in her bedroom. According to her husband, Robert, Leslie had fallen out of the shower and suffered injuries that caused her death. But his account of the morning is disputed and many question the events of that day. Evidence of marital trouble and Robert's struggling medical practice was uncovered during the trial bringing new light to the question of... Was Leslie's death simply an accident or a crime of passion? Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Questions we will bump up. I know, I feel like we're always just like, what do we do after this hard-hitting question? No, but just joke. Make a little law. I mean, I really do feel like right now I'm the TikTok sound. I'm just in a silly, goofy mood. My brain is snapping. <laughs> my that. brain is snapping. But here we are. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, and you know who says that? Who? Shamar Moore, who plays, who's like an actor on Chrono Minds. Wow. Okay I know. then. I literally have listened to that man like at, for hours on end, and I would have never guessed. Uh, never. Okay. He's, he's never in a silly, goofy mood. When he's playing Derek Morgan. <laughs> you know, happy, happy he finds happiness, as I hope everyone listening right now is finding happiness here and there. In the oh, my world, God. Despite it falling apart every day. I'm like low key traumatized from being stuck in another hurricane on a bus. I'm two I, for two now. I'm never leaving my house again. Yeah, it is. It is um, end of days vibes, I guess we could call it. Like, Just, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Oh God. God. I'm just like, fuck saving money. I'm balling out. I'm never going to use it. So, well, that's what I, I'm like, yeah, let me rack up more debt. Who's going to come collect it from me? Yeah. So if you Seriously, see me, same, I'm just like, oh, let me take out federal loans. Like what, what federal government is going to yeah. be, you know, I don't here in two years. We don't even know. So if you catch us rolling around in a Rolls Royce with Dom Perry on, don't ask questions. You know the you know the vibe. We're just we're just chilling with the four horsemen. Oh my god, <laughs> I we should do that and like just do a live podcast through the streets, like how you have a speaker on your car. Oh my god, yes, I'm into it. <laughs> but before we do our live podcast, I guess we should get into this podcast. This was another listener request, so thank you. And uh, please continue DMing us your suggestions at Not Another True Crime on Insta. Or if you join the Facebook group, Not Another True Crime group, um, people like start all kinds of good threads in there. So it's a juicy place. Yeah, we love covering your your hometown murders. <laughs> so keep it coming. <laughs> I need to look up like there's got to be a hometown murder from my town. Oh, without a doubt. Aside I mean- from the Great Gatsby. Which is fictional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll do an episode on the great guy. That would actually be funny if we do a whole podcast talking about like changing the names. And then at the end, we punk everybody that it was the great Gatsby. I think that would be fun. (laughs) But before that, we got to back it up. We're going to talk about Leslie Newlander, the lovely, lovely woman. Les. 
there. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of info out there um, about her life before the murder, but here's what we do know. She was born in 1951 in Fayetteville, New York, which is upstate. And she had been a longtime resident of Syracuse. She was very active in various charities in the community. She was also a part of Operation Southern Comfort and worked on rebuilding homes uh, along the Gulf Coast after Hurricane Katrina. Wow. I know. And she worked with the Sisters of St. Francis, restoring homes in Appalachia. And her friends said, like, I literally, quote, that she had that smile that lit up the room. They said that she was the kindest, you know, warmest person. And um, according to her obituary, she was also a supporter of the Syracuse stage and symphony. So she was a lover of the arts and all around good time, all around good time. She was also involved in the Jewish community in the area. Uh, she was a member of Temple Concord. And the last big fact that we know about her, which is very central to this, is that she was married to a Dr. M. Robert Newlander, who was one of the most renowned gynecologists in the area. And they had four children together and three grandkids. And I also think that Robert had kids from a previous marriage because on the Dateline episode, they were talking about how like Leslie was kind of like their stepmom. I would assume that or else that would be a very weird way to go about it. What do you mean? Oh, if they were, if she, if there weren't from a previous kid, just like, this is our stepmom. Oh yeah. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, I didn't read that anywhere, but like, I think that's one of my two facts from the Dateline okay. document oh, that, that I sense. pulled out. All right. So you got two facts now. That's good to know. Good to two know. facts killing it. All right. Uh, well, just like a quick little about their marriage um, as well. Cause here's the thing so far, this seems like the couple in town that's, very fancy work. You got a doctor, you have someone on board. It's kind of like that traditional, what you picture the couple that has it all, like the very, the, the family that's, you know, having fun on all the holidays, everything like that. But we found out later that their marriage was not as perfect as it seemed. Part of this might be due to the fact that Robert's practice had been derailed by an insurance battle for the eight years before the murder. So what happened was second Dateline fact, second here fact, we maybe. go. Um, I don't know what happened. Wh- why? But what if that was your fact? <laughs> no, my fact is I don't know. But he basically like got into this sort of like dispute with Blue Cross Blue Shield and ended up like losing all those patients because they um, he didn't take that insurance anymore. So he ended up like it was a huge deal that was like, half his practice and he had to like lay off people. And it was like a huge, huge deal. Isn't it? Cause wasn't it a thing there at switch where like now, like some places take blue cross, but not blue. Sheet. I feel like it's just, I thought it was to... just one company. I thought so too, but I thought I could be an idiot. I mean, I have Aetna, so I don't really know, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause I don't know. My health much. insurance company is, I don't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for the best. <laughs> like yeah. literally I just manifest good health. <laughs> <laughs> and I rely on my youth. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that works out for you. Thank you. Uh, since 2004, so this is coming back to this whole issue, he's been fighting with an insurer called Excellus that had accused him of incorrect billing practices. They claimed he was doing some shady stuff and that he net and that shadiness had netted him over $1.8 million in overpayment. That gets someone a little tense. I that's feel. a lot. That's a lot of that's a lot of moolah. Robert denied this and refused to pay back the money. 
not shockingly for someone just i feel like if i was hit with 1.8 million dollars just like no thank you i'm not doing that like erica jane status oh my god yeah oh god (laughs) i'm honestly Uh, just making it up because i really have never watched beverly hills but i've read one of the la times articles and i feel like that's her general vibe that's her exactly thing. She's like, you don't know what I'm going through. And we're like, you actually do because we all read the only times. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like we said, Robert denied this and refused to pay back the money. He even hired some private consultants to cook up a report that showed that he was in the right. I don't know how that report would work. Excella sued him and naturally dropped him from the network, leading to a lot of his patients having to find other options. He kind of, you know, what I feel people always, people always do this. I never know if it's the right thing to do, but it's what I'll have to do. <laughs> people <laughs> like to go around if you're getting sued, they're like, I'm going to sue you. Yes. <laughs> Counter suit. That was like the Monique Candace fight where like. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're like Candace sued Monique because like Monique blatantly assaulted her. And then Monique is like, you know what? I'm going to counter sue you for assaulting me. And we're like, what? We're like, what footage do you have of that? Yeah. (laughs) No. Uh, This is just, yeah, you sue around. He accused them of only caring about profits. Which is, yes, that fair. That's like their whole gig. It's an insurance company. I was going to say, insurance, you know, that usually involves money. I got to say, I think I'm going to have to side with the scamming doctor on this one. Like, fuck the insurance companies. Oh, I mean, always and forever. uh, Oh, you know what? Overbill them. I don't care. We support. Yeah, because I don't know what the insurance. Yeah. Uh, So uh, it would later come out that on top of all of this, while this was going down, Robert and Leslie were in the process of getting a divorce when this was happening, and also sleeping in separate bedrooms. Although Mm. both Robert and his attorney are disputing this as fact. Interesting. So we Mm. don't know what to believe. Also, on the Dateline episode, there was this one guy who came out and was i i don't know I, i'm siding him a little bit because it's like bro why are you going on dateline but he kind of he, he was like he met leslie at temple and they were like getting kind of close it didn't seem physical but it seemed like they were like becoming very good friends i don't mm-hmm. know and you know we're friends friends turn to lover there's that song but i, I forget about that but you know friends turn into lover sometimes they sure do, but <laughs> I should be on the dateline. <laughs> you should. <laughs> they just cut to me saying that. <laughs> yes, but then tragedy struck. So Robert says that the morning of September 17th, 2012, he went for a jog. You know, already suspicious. I don't like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> You never, when someone's alibi is the outdoors and <laughs> sneakers, the alibi is already shaky in my mind. Cause I'm oh, like, for sure. Oh, what's going on here? I don't know. I, I don't know. How frequent are you a jogger? Because mm-hmm. people could just pull that out of the hats and it's like, I need to see your my fitness pal to see if this is actually. Seriously. I know. That's why you got to log your runs, people. Log your runs or just never run. Or yeah. One way or the other. Um, but so here are some quotes when he asked about what happened that morning. He said, I decided to go for a run, which I normally do. And okay, I guess I didn't act this well. Remix. Okay. He said, I decided to go for a run, which I normally do. And he paused in the middle of that sentence like I did the second time. Um, that pause 
speaks volumes. Yeah. Because how would you just say something you normally do? You don't just say, you know, I decided to uh, uh, um, uh, make a souffle, what I normally do. It feels like you're on clue. Right, right. And then, I don't know, it's kind of weird to say you decided to do something if you normally do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's some that's some English. If you do it normally, you're deciding every day. I don't know. That's a little odd. It would have been decided. It would have just been I do what I do. I went for exactly. And then the D.A. asked him, where did you go to run on the morning of the 17th? And he said, I usually go to Green Lakes. That is very close to us, which is like a state park, I think. Um, and then it's like, I don't know. You usually go there. But did you go there that day? He's really dancing around everything. Mm, well, sus. It reminds me of in uh, Myrtle, Myrtle, Murder on Middle Beach when um, when Madison keeps asking his dad, like, did you kill mom? And he keeps saying, I wasn't there and not I didn't do it or that I didn't part. have anything to do with it. Because then we're, we're like, what did, did you hire someone? Yeah. And, you know, like, ask, yeah, yeah, you weren't there. But like, did you still do it? Like, oh my God. what a weird, awkward beer moment that was. Oh, my God. Yeah, I would kind of pay to be at their Thanksgiving with like pyramid schemes and murder allegations and all that. Yeah. Love it. I love it. But then Robert said he got back to the house and he made coffee and then he brought some to Leslie's room. He says he put it on the nightstand because he heard the shower running. And then an hour later, he went to check on her and found her lying on the shower floor. So this is where I also have questions because he says he tried to call 911, but the bathroom phone wasn't working. Which is, I guess, how you know these people were rich because who has a phone in the bathroom? Who, who has, yeah, who has who that? Who are you calling? I guess people do get stabbed in the shower. Maybe they just saw Psycho too many times. I guess, or if it's near the tub, chat and soak maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> Love that. I feel that's also, I'd be too worried. I'm like worried bringing my phone in the bathroom that like if it falls, like I don't, you know what I, I don't want to Yeah, I'm worried like I don't even want to listen to music or something for my phone while I'm showering because I'm like the steam is going to. Oh, exactly. my phone. And I'm like, I don't need I don't need an Apple bill. Yeah. So with the bathroom, with a with the weird bathroom phone not working, um, Robert yelled for his daughter, Jenna, who was home to dial 911. And um, she did. And there's this like heart wrenching 911 call, which I feel like we can play clips of in a bit. But um, basically what happened was Leslie suffered a massive head wound and she was pronounced dead at the scene. And Robert was basically saying, like, you know, my wife slipped and fell in the shower and hit her head and it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this that was that was his whole thing. He was sticking to it. He decided to always run. He was kind of going all that all that a road going down for him. So the thing that gets a little sketchy and suspicious with this case is, like Sarah said, Robert said he found Leslie on the floor of the shower, but she wasn't found near the shower. She was found in the bedroom close to the bed. And on top Weird. of that, there was also blood all over the bedroom, on the rug, on the wall next to the bed, kind of a lot, you know, not near the shower. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, so, I know head wounds bleed a lot, but, but why is there so much blood? And also, like, they won't. And they why is it on like, the wall? I was going to say that part. Like, you could see it on the rug if you tried to bring her over there, but like the splattering of it you know what i mean yeah very weird yeah so dr newlander said that after finding leslie on the shower floor he carried her to the bedroom so he could perform cpr more easily 
uh, on the 911 call, his daughter is literally begging him not to move Leslie. So because it's like you you just don't move people with a head wound. No, at all. Well, I mean, maybe this is I, I'm this will be being stupid. I was like, I didn't know if CPR helped a head. wound. You know what I mean? I don't. That's I guess a good CPR question. I actually don't, yeah, I don't know. Because that's the part that confused me a lot. I was like, I, I, is, I don't know if it's the breathing passages that are messed up. It was the head. Wound. That's a valid I mean, point. Yeah, because I was my that's why flicked off my thing of being like, hmm, about this. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. So the blood did match up with the story. So the death was almost immediately ruled an accident. Uh, and it was ruled that blunt force head trauma due to fall from standing height. Because there was like this stone bench in their shower. So they said that like she could have fallen or she fell and then she hit her head on the bench. I always wanted a bench in my shower. Too. Don't make it out of stone. I know. I want <laughs> I guess bamboo. That, I think that's a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, can it can it get wet? I don't know. There's some bamboo that can. Oh, okay. Uh, Jenna did tell police in an interview that she saw her father carrying her mother. Also heard on the phone call. But here's some other possible sketchiness. Like Sarah mentioned, that it's a known fact you do not move someone who has a head injury. And if right now you are listening and you're like, I didn't fucking know that. The reason that. Robert should have known this is because he's not Robert. He's not just Robert. He's Dr. Robert. So usually yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. It's kind of would be more, more common sense to a doctor, even though he didn't practice like ER just of knowing. I know. Kind of like- I guess I kind of am like with some of the stuff in this, it's like, yeah, he's a doctor, but he's a gynecologist and he was practicing for like what, however many decades. And how much are you going to remember from probably like the one round you did in emergency medicine? I, in feel, school? I feel like, it's almost one of those things where it's like a baker knows always to have this type of flower. You know what I mean? Mm. I feel there's some things that are just kind of like, um, like drilled in your head, if you will. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Mm. Or also stuff that might just be like, duh, obvious that aren't to the, the lay people. I mean, I would be useless in an accident. Cause I, I would be like, I'm not touching anything. I would be vomiting in a corner. I'd be like, I'm not going to fuck anyone up. And like, also if someone gets like stabbed with something, you don't pull it out. That's what I know. That's my oh, one yeah, medical you, fact. You don't do that. And I learned from a movie how to cauterize with a knife and a fire to burn over it to stop the bleeding. Ooh. I don't know if that will really work. I've only seen it in a horror movie, so please <laughs> try that. Stick with calling 911. Oh but my I God. See, this is why like we're a, not first responders, because we will why, accidentally kill you. <laughs> this is why we're not with Payne Lindsay on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. I do have to interview people on the street though for one of my assignments so that's gonna be fun oh my god that is gonna be that's gonna be an lol with covid i mean i know but they're just gonna be random like passersby and not like suspected criminals Uh, or like murderers so they'll be less scary for sure that's that's a little that's a little uh easier (laughs) yeah oh another thing the sheets in the bedroom were really clean and the housekeeper told the police quote unquote those are not the sheets that were on the bed that friday Interesting. And also with that, because if there's blood on a wall, blood on a rug, if you were really moving someone all around, there would probably be blood on the sheets, I'm assuming, if they were the same sheets. Yeah. Another, what makes this day also significant, the day of this incident, Leslie was signing a lease for an apartment that day, the day she died, because she wanted out of the marriage, out of the house, out of Robert's picture. Adds maybe. a little extra motive, maybe, 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 maybe. Although the witness who said this later changed her mind and said the apartment was for Robert and Leslie, but that 
that's also a weird. I don't know. Why get a house and apartment? Yeah, and I don't know. That's actually yeah. Why would they need an apartment for both of them? And also, they they have a uh, uh, a phone in their bathroom. I think they would own, not rent. Too. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They have a house. Like yeah, like why are you renting? Why would an they apartment? need an apartment? I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But you know, the Emmy ruled it an accident. Case closed until mm-hmm. a tip three months after Leslie's death. Uh, one of the couple's close friends, a woman by the name of Mary Jumbalik, started getting calls from other friends saying that they didn't believe the death was an accident. And actually, Mary, it was like fucking clutch because she used to be the county's chief medical examiner until she retired in 2009. So girl is an expert. Yeah, she is an expert. She knew what was up. So um, she brought attention. She basically told the police about Robert's fight with the insurance company. And also the DA had received a letter like looking, telling telling them to look into it, being like, this wasn't an accident. Like, you know, you need to look into this. So Mary took a look and she and like at the reports and everything like that. And she, she found that Leslie's head wound was so severe. Um, it was like so deep that blood pooled in her eye, for instance, which was inconsistent with the explanation that she slipped and fell because she told a news outlet that she does see these types of head wounds, but she sees them happen with car accidents and beatings and like people falling from a building, not just like a slip and fall from like, you know, your, your height from standing height. Mm -hmm. Um, She thinks that being hit with a heavy object would or could cause a wound like this again, like not simple slip and fall. So well, this made me wonder, too, with that, because you're sort of like, how did a second pair of eyes catch this, but not the first person who was examining her body? And I wonder mm-hmm. if it was just they were kind of just like, oh, it's ruled like, it, it, you know what I mean? That they kind of were like doing the walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Well, yeah, because I think if if the evidence that you're given can be consistent with the story that you're being told, then like, you know, you wouldn't really have incentive to probe very deep. Oh. Especially because his daughter was home. That's true. It's not like this happened, like, and he was all alone. I feel like, you know, two people are telling you one story and the evidence can point to it. So you're like, okay, that's what happened. And then I always wonder too if the examiner, because I mean, we see this on TV sometimes, but like if the examiner, it's not that like the detectives are like, hey, this is what we're pretty sure happened. Do you want to do the autopsy? You're not going to be like, actually, everyone's wrong. Here is my theory from this basement. And they're like, what? You know? Right. I kind of. Yeah, I feel like it seemed like to me that there there wasn't really a reason at that point for the medical examiner to like try to disprove what they were told. That's why we got Mary. Yes, that's why we got Mary. (laughs) And because of Mary, there was a re-investigation, the remix. So the police went back and investigated again. Uh, This has happened now six months after Leslie's death. This time, though, when they went back... They found blood on the back of the headboard of the bed and blood spatter on the blinds. So mm. it shows that there's that's the a shoddy the cleaning, bro. You left that evidence up for six months. Well, that's also I mean, I guess blood. Dry. I'm like, doesn't it get more? I mean, I, I don't know. No, I, I, feel, I the thing is, this was not like uh, these were like small, like blood spatters. Blood, this yeah. was not like it's not a, a, streaks a, of blood because obviously yeah. someone would notice it. 
That's in, but it's interesting. It's like behind the headboard. That's yeah. Very... I guess you wouldn't think to look there. Yeah, no, who moves a headboard? I have not moved my head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, the Dr. Newlander said that he had nothing to hide despite blood being behind his headboard uh, and even sat down with prosecutors and investigators for an interview. So he was not being dodgy. He kind of just was like, all right, I'll talk to you again. This is when he was uh, opening up. They were having problems in the marriage, considering a trial separation and slept in separate beds, kind of, uh, you know, tale as old as time. Uh, and as a result of all of this mounting evidence, because I mean, new blood evidence, I feel like is almost the blood. And I think maybe this was the point where the thing about the sheets came up. I'm not mm, sure. That might so have been the of, second one. There's too much to avoid. Yeah. So as a result of all of this, the medical examiner changed the report from accident to homicide. Big change. Big, big change. Big change. Big deal. So this was this is now the working theory that they were working with is that Robert attacked Leslie in her bed, continued attacking her in the bathroom, and maybe delivered the fatal blow against the shower bench. Uh, Made it look like a slip and fall because you kind of put two and two together of the shower bench and finishing the fatal blow there, and then called for his daughter to call 911. So with all of this, Robert was charged with murder in 2014. This is now two years after Leslie's death. I mean, that took a turn. Took a 180. Yeah, that took a 180. So the trial started in the spring of 2015. And it's also worth noting that Leslie's children all believe it was an accident and they all stood by Robert's side during the trial. And they still do today, which reminded me. I mean, this whole thing just reminds me of the staircase. I need to watch it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, we need, this guy needs his own documentary. We got a We had a Dateline episode and 48 hours, but this could be a good documentary. More. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, with the trial, there were these two theories, you know, the slip and fall versus an attack. So the defense theorized that the blood spatter could have just been from first responders taking off their gloves after touching blood. You know, you throw your glove, the blood spatter splatter could just like get places. Um, But the prosecution said that they found like a significant enough amount of blood, not just like a tiny bit from somebody's gloves. And they also are like, these are first responders. They know how to take off gloves properly. Um, Also, uh, they said that Robert was wearing a long sleeve shirt that got covered in blood as he was like trying to, you know, revive Leslie. And he took the shirt off, which is according to Jenna, who is the only person who says he was wearing this shirt. Um, She says that she saw him take off the shirt and throw it to the side while kind of tending to Leslie. But the shirt has never been found. And also no other witnesses saw him with the long sleeve shirt on. But also if he took it off, nobody else would see him with it. But, but like, where's the shirt? Where's the, where's the receipt for it? Where is anything going on with it? Where is it? Yeah. Um, Another interesting thing is that, so that could point to the slip and fall is that Leslie had apparently suffered from vertigo and she told her trainer it was getting worse, like right around the time that she died. Hmm. So a lot of back and forth. We really don't know. It could point one way, it could point another. Um, But with all that said, the jury found Robert guilty of second degree murder and evidence tampering. And he also, as a result, surrendered his medical license. Kind of all, all done there. All done, all done. It is not all done. Oh, no. Still ongoing. It is still ongoing. And this part, I feel, is what really would make the document like, because this is, I mean, the part where I was kind of like, oh, shit. 
because you hear about this, but there's so much information that we find out about what causes the appeal. So right away, the new lender started working on Robert's appeal. Uh, like Scott Peterson, they focused on juror misconduct, specifically little Miss Joanna Lorraine. Um, so this, this information comes from an alternate juror, an alternate juror that claims Lorraine received some suspect texts from other people, <clears throat> including one from her dad that said, quote unquote, make sure he's guilty. Oh. Not good. Th- I mean. Come on, dad. Come on. I mean, even if you're, a, I mean, you're not supposed to be doing this if you're dark. No, you cannot be doing that. No, uh, but the judge upheld the conviction and said that while she engaged in misconduct, she was not biased. Interesting. Because they did point to texts of her being like, I don't know, I can't talk about it or oh, stuff like cause that. Because I, I know one text she said, uh, they were like, is he guilty? She said, I don't, not sure yet. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Some, so, stuff like so, that. So he, it, so the judge did, yeah, did rule that like, uh, she was in the wrong, but it didn't bias her. Yeah, she just had an oopsies, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. as you know, as oopsies happen in the course. Right, right, right. So then, you know when you break the rules, but it doesn't make you biased. Sure. You know when you just say sawi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the judge sentenced Robert to twenty years to life in prison. The court of appeals upheld this ruling uh, that the juror engaged in misconduct, but that she had not been biased. Uh, so then it went even up higher to the chain of appeals. Yes. Judge TJM Thomas J. Miller said, uh, <laughs> Oof, another TJ I mean, Miller. God. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Which one's worse? Um, so uh, probably the comedian. Court, I would say 100% the comedian. I do not know that much about this judge. Um, <laughs> Uh, so he, this, this good T.J. Miller said, in the jury's eyes, Dr. Newlander, you intentionally murdered your wife and then attempted to use your own daughter to cover it up. Your daughter, who most clearly adores you, which is as diabolical as it gets. Dang. Honestly, some of these judges be, some of these judges are like serving zingers, you know? That gavel's no joke. Why well, I love what's that show called All Rise on CBS? She's an amazing judge on that. I haven't watched does, it, but you should dang. She does great monologues. <laughs> love. But then in 2018, an appeals court now has granted a new trial for Robert based on juror misconduct. Yeah. Uh, in October 2019, the NY- New York Court of Appeals upheld the decision. Which the New York Court of Appeals is like the highest court of appeals in the state. You're not messing around. If it just has New York in it, that's when you know. Yeah. <laughs> State, city, honey, uh, everything. Maybe <laughs> <sure. laughs> that is everything here. So the juror had apparently exchanged, this part made me actually gasp, over 7,000 texts with friends and family during a three-week trial. I know. I was like, that does seem like a lot, but you know what? I'm not ready to like stake my reputation on me sending less than that amount of texts. That's true. And also it depends, is she a texter that, sends the full paragraph or like the, Hey, so this is what happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> that changes. It's like, a, it's like a, sh- it's like a tall friend walking with a friend that's shorter than them. And they check their steps at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not only were these texts, uh, they, these texts weren't planning walks. Um, majority hundreds of these texts discussed specific aspects of the case, which um, don't think it requires a rocket scientist to know that is a no, no. She also visited news websites that were covering the case, which 
not no it's not allowed do this after i get something you know what i mean yeah you're not allowed to do that oh god and you know how somehow it gets worse <laughs> when asked about all that she just lied and then tried to delete and doctor text messages and cleared her browsing history mm, Maybe. Mm, 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 mm. no karma and the new york court uh they're not liars they keep receipts they will find the receipts they will find the receipts if there's so- one group of people I'm not going to try to hide my text from. It's the DA. Um, oh, yeah. Never. Yeah. It's like, dang, you you have the crime of the, the decade of Syracuse. And you're on the jury. And you fuck it up. You fuck it up. And you so. botch it. So the guy gets a new trial. Like, Ugh. here's the thing. I can empathize because if I was on a high profile trial, jury, whatever, like I would be itching to talk about it. It would actually kind of be like my own personal hell to not be able to talk about it. That's so true. But you have one job. That's it. Well, that also, I'm like, so I would be like, oh my God, how do I look in the photos if they're taking photos of the jury? <laughs> I'd be like, do I, do you, I- would, you would hope that they only have those sketch artists and not like the actual <laughs> courtroom photographers. Wait, also, I feel like we, are we ever able to be jurors if we have a po- crime podcast? I, I mean, like, they no. would probably get rid of us. If we brought okay. that up. Boom. Okay. This podcast will never end, guys. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, Sarah, do you want to give the, the final updates? I mean, we kind of touched on it, but just the new yes, video. Yes. So, um, basically, the Court of Appeals ruled that he gets a new trial. So, he in um, October 2019, or, or I think this was 2018, and then in October 2019, they upheld it. So, in 2018, um, Robert was released on $1 million bail after the ruling. And basically, we've been awaiting a retrial ever since. So, um, you know, there were scheduling issues, so it got pushed back. Then the pandemic hit, so it got pushed back. Now there's another issue, which is that a key prosecution witness has died. And this is really important because this was the expert who testified that Leslie died slowly over many hours and not as the result of this one-time slip and fall, Um, which, according to a juror who spoke to Syracuse.com, um, this was a major element in the case. So now the prosecution is like scrambling. I mean, they're they're trying to see if they can reuse that old testimony. Um, that's going to be up to the judge's discretion. Otherwise, like, I don't know what they're going to do. I really am very interested to see what happens. Yeah. And then, or if it ever happens. <laughs> right. And then another potential issue is that Robert's attorneys might try to get the trial moved out of Syracuse saying that he won't get a fair retrial there because there was so much media attention. I understand that. I get that too. So who knows? Um, right now, a new date is set for February 28th, 2022, um, which again was due to scheduling issues and it was mutually agreed upon by both sides. Um, that said, who the hell knows? February 2022 is like a world away. That's like five Taylor Swift albums away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And like, I mean, who just just who knows what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to think about this one. I'm pretty sure I texted my dad. My dad likes to watch Dateline late at night because he's a weirdo like me. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, have you seen this one? Like, I really like I don't know what to think. And he hadn't watched it. I was like, Ugh, come on. I'm kind of leaning towards Robert. You think it was a murder? Yeah, just because I trust, I trust our girl who came through. You know, I feel it's a kind of like an interesting thing. Mary had good points. The blood behind the bed, the, the little blood splattered, hidden everywhere. 
it's just a lot of things that like are coincidental, but then sometimes if you look at things, when they start to add up one way, they add up that way where it's like, why are the sheets different? Where is this shirt? Why is mm. the book behind the bed? Why yeah. did she bleed this way? There is so much sketchiness, but okay. On the other hand, this is my thinking. If, if Robert had attacked Leslie over many hours when his daughter was home, why didn't she hear a scream? Like any screams. And my other thing is that is like a bold fucking move to kill your wife, to try to frame it a certain way, all while your daughter is home and like you need her to serve as a witness low key. So I just feel like that requires so much planning. And I'm like, this guy was a gynecologist. Like he wasn't a surgeon. He wasn't a medical examiner. I don't know. Well, what I also with that, I kind of wonder because I'm like, because I know Jenna was like 23, 24. And I'm not sure if she was, if she was biologically Leslie's daughter. So I don't know if maybe she didn't like her either. And like her and the dad could have maybe cahoots about it or like would be like, mm. you know, I know, know, she sounded really, really like, like beyond distraught on the 911 yeah, call. I know. I don't think so. Yeah, or she could just been listening to music while he was. See, this is this is the there's interesting things. I don't know. He's sketchy. There's some sketchiness to me about it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what to think. Because, like, I don't know. I guess I'm also like, we've covered people who've killed for less, but it's also just like, you know, she was getting like she just wanted to get a divorce. Like, usually, yeah, when, could, oh, I know what you mean. It wasn't like it it's not that amicable. serious. Yeah, yeah, it seemed it's not that serious, and like people. I feel like that we've covered who've killed after their partner is leaving. There's usually some like money involved, mm. but he had the money, but he was losing the money and she mm. was the one leaving. So I don't mm. know about it because I don't think it was a crime of passion because I think you'd have to really plan something like this to get away with it. To do it. All, yeah. Cause it's like, you, that's a lot of brain in the moment. If you didn't, it's a lot of gambles and like a lot of unknowns. And doctors don't like to gamble, I don't think. (laughs) I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like really torn because I do. I completely agree that that a lot of it is suspect. And I can totally see the the argument for Robert having done it. But I also I'm just like this would be like the perfect murder to pull off when you have a witness at home. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's a weird time with that. Yeah, it's hard. The only thing that we do now is that Jorge made a game for us. Oh, we do. So that's all That's all we can cling to. I can't believe that you think it wasn't the husband, Sarah. I don't know. After all these years. I don't know. I'm so torn. I know. After all these episodes, I'm torn. So today, we're going to play a game that I don't know if it's going to be fun, but I hope that we can all learn something from. Oh, God. Because we're diving into the world of healthcare Ugh. in a game we're calling My Healthcare is Not Getting Sick. Ugh. Well, oh, hey, God. didn't I say that earlier? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Sarah, for the title. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I was like, was I just prophetic? <laughs> I had a worse title in mind, but then I heard you Ooh. say it and I was like, that's what Love this it. is. So I have a series of multiple choice questions okay. about healthcare terms, Fuck. costs, Fuck. procedures. And you will both do your best trying to figure out the correct answers. Okay. Are Let's you go. ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. 
Which of the following best describes a health insurance formulary? Huh? <laughs> All our like Canadian and European listeners are like, y'all suck in America. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I was like, oh, I-, I feel like I got this because I'm constantly like on the phone, like fighting with health insurance, blah, blah, blah. But nope. First question. I'm like, huh? All right. Here are the options. Formulary. Let's go. The form you sent to your insurance company when you need to have a medical bill paid. That's A. B, the name for permission you must get from your insurance company before surgery will be covered. Or C, the list of prescription drugs your health plan will cover. Damn, I thought I was a person, so I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Like an actuary, a formulary. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'm going to go with B for no reason. I was also thinking B. Because it's like a form? You are both incorrect. Dang. It is the list of prescription drugs that your health plan will cover. Why the fuck is that just called a list? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. Most of these I think we'll find. I mean, I do think healthcare is way more complicated than it needs to Mm be. For sure. For the sole purpose of making it harder for people to actually get coverage. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's annoying. I do think Robert did it, but I also respect the man for trying to fight an insurance company. I respect the pre him. Yeah. (laughs) Right. All right. Next up. I think you guys will know this one. Which of the following is the best definition of the term annual health insurance deductible? Oh, okay. A, the amount that is deducted from your paycheck each year to pay for your policy. B, the amount of health expenses you can subtract from income on your yearly tax return, or C, the amount of covered healthcare expenses you must pay yourself each year before your insurance will begin to pay. It's, uh, I don't know. I feel like I know the answer, so. Do you know the answer, Danny? Yeah, I think it's C. It is C, C. it is C, it is C. All right, good good job, good job. You know the very basics. I know that, that's one I'm always- I know that's because my deductible is like a million dollars. It's so high, yeah. That's why I'm like, when does this insurance work? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, after you get hit by a bus. (laughs) All right. So uh, luckily, all of these next procedures will probably cover your deductible. So which of these procedures is the most expensive procedure you could get in the U.S.? Oh, shit. Is it a liver transplant? A decompressive craniotomy? Eh. Spinal fusion mm. or a heart valve replacement? Mm. Mm. Honestly, I was going to say childbirth, but okay, let's go. I think I'm going to go with the craniology thing. I was going to do A. You're both incorrect. <laughs> Is it the spinal? It was, nope, nope. It was the heart valve replacement. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. And How much does it cost? would set you back $170,000. Oh, wow. My God. Meanwhile, like it probably costs like $2,000. Right. In actual costs. Oh, my God. The yeah. thing when yeah. like people break down like what they get billed when they get billed. I'm like, why are you like billing everyone for time? Yeah. yeah. They're like, it costs like. $30 for us to do this procedure, but we actually bill your insurance company for $45,000. Yeah. And the bed you <laughs> so lay then on. you only have to pay $8,000. Oh, God. And if you go there so on an ambulance? 
Oh, never oh yeah, mind that's that. another eight grand. Yeah, you you in an Uber pool if you're going with me. Seriously. Yeah, yeah I uh, I'm allergic to aspirin, oh, and I uh-oh. only found out after I took some aspirin, which Ooh. was kind of stressful. But so I went so I that's went to the good. to the hospital, and I was like, I'm gonna die. And they were like, It's okay, calm down. They gave me some Benadryl, and they were like, You had a mild allergic reaction. You're gonna be okay. I was like, Okay, thank you. A few weeks later, I got a bill for like $890 from this hospital, which was insane to me because they literally only gave me Benadryl. That's (laughs) like $19 at CBS. (laughs) One time I got a concussion, so I had to go to the ER and I got a and I checked that it was like it wasn't that bad of a concussion because I was able to make sure that my hospital was in network, which Mm. is crazy because. If you're going to the emergency room, you should just be able to go to the closest one. But I checked I that the emergency room was a network, but I still got a bill for like $120 because the the physician assistant who saw me was not in network as if I have control over that. Uh, it was it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's absolutely unbelievable. My Lord. Well, Sarah, that was actually going to be the next question, which oh. is if you go to a hospital that's in network, are you covered from every doctor? Oh, no. And the answer is false. Well, You're yeah, not, as you literally. just said. Look at that. Life is <laughs> wow. imitating art, honey. Oh, God. I You're hate just it here. So in sync with this quiz. I'm going to give you that point, Sarah. Yeah. Well yeah. done. I'll take it. Well, I'm going to deduct the point for her in my head because you should have checked. You should have checked with that. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you're concussed laying down? Right. Um, what are you under? Right. Asking the ask doctor, like, the just doctor. making sure. That is so insane. insane. All right. Next up. This is a little bit of a math problem. This is a fun one. So suppose your health plan covers lab tests in full if you go to an in-network lab, but only pays 60% of allowed charges if you go out of network. You don't check and you go get your blood test and it turns out to be out of network. So an out of network blood test. Mm -hmm. The lab bills you for $100 and your health insurance allows only a $20 charge for that test. How much do you actually have to pay for that lab test? I thought they cover 60%. What's the $20 charge? That's that's the only thing they'll allow you. They'll they'll cover oh, for the so charge. $40? That is incorrect. Wait, well, how much what? did it cost? $100. You have to pay that because wasn't the test out of network? But they pay 60% of out of network, but they're only allowing you to charge $20 oh. for the test. 80? What? That's close, Danny. 85? The correct answer is $88. What? How does that matter? Which is, work? I mean, yeah, it's the most convoluted thing. But basically, so out of the $100, they're saying they're going to cover 20 of that charge, but only 60% of that 20 because it was out of oh. network, which is $8. And then you also have to pay the 80 other dollars. So you have to pay $88 for this blood test. Oh, my God. Whoa. We're going to be radicalizing our listeners for universal health care. <laughs> I, so. I bloody hope so. Right. If your brain is melting listening yeah. to this, like imagine if you actually get sick. Yeah. And imagine if you don't have health care. Seriously. I know. OK, next up. How much? This is the final question. How much does the average American spend on healthcare? Oh God. Eee. It's open ended, and you should both know it's the highest in the world. 
like per year, what are our parameters? This is per year, and this is including everyone, right? Including the uninsured, including the insured. It's just the average American, how much do they spend on healthcare? I'm going to go with $8,500 a year. The average American in total or just like one person's average? So one person's average, and this includes healthy people, okay. sick people. It's just literally everyone if you, if you averaged it out. Um, okay, I'm going to up mine. I'm going to go towards 15000 a year. I was going to do 45000 <laughs> What? <laughs> so the actual average is 11000 okay. So you both overshot Ooh. it by a little bit. But Sarah, you, we do, you do get the point. I think this number is, it seems lower than it should be, but it's actually insane to think about that like the median um, salary is like $40,000 yeah. in the US. Yeah. So... That's a third of that, right? The average American makes $40,000 and pays $11,000 in healthcare. Crazy. That isn't- Are you talking about like just the plan or also like No, if you get sick, stuff? it's literally it. okay. all healthcare related oh, costs. Um, <sighs> the next highest in the world is Switzerland, which is <gasps> actually crazy. That's surprising. I thought they had everything over there. I know, but it's 40% lower than that. Like mm. the US is number one by almost double of wow. the next country on this list. Hate it here. Hate, I know. Because well, I, I I've been stalking Switzerland now. I feel like it'd be fun to move there. It works for Tina Turner. <laughs> I, could, I could see you thriving in Switzerland, <laughs> I Danny. Just give me so some much. chocolate. Yeah. I'm assuming they have wine there. Who yeah, doesn't? They have a, a Gruner. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, there we go. So, Sarah, you are the winner of All right. my healthcare plan is not <laughs> getting sick. In a much truer way, I've lost <laughs> All right. You win universal health care for yourself. You don't have to pay it this year. <laughs> That'd be just, amazing. Just, just don't get sick. And, uh, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. As you just <laughs> went through a hurricane yesterday outside for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25, I wish, like an hour and a half. Oh, well, thank you, Jorge, for this depressing and illuminating game. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah guys, so get educated. Uh, local politics matter. and um, <laughs> Laugh through the pain. <laughs> laugh through the pain. You'd, you could laugh and um, do whatever you want in our Facebook group if you want to join there, Not Another True Crime group. Yes, and follow us on Instagram at Not Another True Crime. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem, where I document all my hurricane-induced, you know, uh, trials and tribulations i hope you don't have to do any more documentation for a while because <laughs> we, uh, seriously we yeah. two for two yeah and you can it's follow enough. me at cashmere danny cashmere with a k and yes we'll be back next time thank you guys for listening not another true crime podcast is produced by jorge morales pico and sean kilby our hosts are sarah levine and danny murphy editing by jorge morales pico Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.